It is so hard to be humble when you're looking like Ric Flair. And to cap last night's events, as I walked out of New York City today, every woman within 100 yards would holler, here comes the boss. And Bruce Springsteen was nowhere to be found. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, the face of the hill, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Don DiBiase, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. And this is another episode of The Perfect Edge, episode 11. Oh, man, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, start off by saying, uh, hope Ric Flair gets better, man. Uh, hanging in nature, boy. Uh, what else can you say? He's iconic. He's a legend. He's the best probably to ever do it. Uh, so, you know, just prayers and thoughts out to him and his family. And I hope that he recovers uh, well and, you know, that he'll be back and doing what he does best in a ring near us soon. Um, actually was able to uh, meet uh, Ric Flair a couple months ago at uh, Icons of Wrestling. Um, and uh, just a great guy. Um in my book, in many people's book, I don't know many people will talk anything otherwise of Ric Flair, but I'm um, just uh, glad that I was able to meet him and uh, see him in person, and yeah, just hope that he gets better. Um, also, was able to watch a uh, Flair special. They did a, a special on him uh, this week, I guess, after Raw, um, called uh, uh, Ric Flair Forever the Man, uh, pretty much just showing uh, his last match against Shawn Michaels, which is one of my favorite matches of all time. Uh, him facing Shawn Michaels at uh, WrestleMania 24, which he happened to be 59 at the time of wrestling that, uh, that match. So, just at 59 years old, still wrestling at a, at a huge event <clears throat> for wrestling, it, it says a lot. But, um, and then uh, the next night, it, sh- it shows the next night when, uh, you know, they celebrated him retiring for the final time. I believe, who knows, Ric Flair could come back and wrestle tomorrow if he wanted to, and probably will still be amazing. But anyway, um, some other things, we're going to get into some hot topics. Uh, The Rock uh, evolving his uh, bull tattoo. Um, The artwork is dope, but I would rather the iconic... Rock tattoo. I don't. Uh, I don't see the purpose in him doing that. He he could have did it somewhere else and it would have been fine. I don't. I'm not one for. Him. And you can still kind of see the old tattoo underneath it. But um, yeah, I I would rather him just leave his arm alone. But I mean, it's his arm, so he could do what it what he will. Uh, Naito went in the G1 uh special uh final whatever. Um. I'm a Naito fan, uh, even though I wasn't able to uh, keep up with the, the, the G1 special um, or see the match that, where he won yet. I'm very happy that Naito won, um, and uh, I mean, he he's going to face Okada for the title, I believe, uh, um, Wrestle Kingdom, which is dope, which I think will be a great match. Um, and I just can't wait to see that match. Um, and Naito's great. Uh, I think L- uh, LIJ period is great. I love all of them, Evil, Sonata. Uh, I like everybody in that group. Um, so I just I'm happy to see Naito uh, win that, and I can't wait to see the match between him and Okada for the title. Um, moving on, 
Uh, we have UFC 217, uh, kind of the bigger matches uh, announced for it. Uh, we'll have uh, uh, Bisping and uh, George St. Pierre, who uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ryan would not be very happy about that fight. Uh, but apparently it's, it's headlining that card. So, um, I mean, I'm... I don't, me personally, I don't really care about it. I feel like Bisping is probably going to lose that title. And I feel like George St. Pierre is probably going to take it. And it'll be what it is. Ron will hate it. But it's the world we live in. There's much worse things going on. Um, But we also have Cody Garbrandt and Dillashaw uh, scheduled for this card. And I think that is going to steal the show because that is where the most heat is. These guys definitely do not like each other. Um. They they clearly showed it in uh, the Ultimate Fighter this past season, um, season twenty five, and you know the camps just they they all hate each other. So you know this is a real blood feud, and I can't wait to see it culminate at UFC two seventeen, which would be in New York. Um, also on the card, Johnny Hendricks will be fighting, so I'll be happy to see him fight as well. Uh, what else we got? Oh, uh, I think I think this was on. I heard this on False Count Anywhere. Shout out to the uh, my boys over at False Count Anywhere, Russ and Derek. Major love from you guys on the, uh, the last episode. I appreciate it so, so much. Appreciate you guys, uh, especially listening to my mixtape, Artemania Mania 2. Make sure you go out there on SoundCloud and check it out. But uh, just thanks for the love, guys. Appreciate you very much. You guys are very over on this podcast. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys very much. Um, But uh, Stipe Miocic uh, is wanting to fight Anthony Joshua. And I am completely on board with that. I would totally like to see that fight happen. Connor started something, but um, I think as far as Stipe and and Anthony Joshua, that is something that I definitely would like to see. Um, and I don't really have a reason why. I just feel like I would like to see a fight between Stipe Miocic and Anthony Joshua. I think that's a good idea. So, um We'll see if that happens. I mean, a lot of people didn't think that we would see Connor and Floyd, and we are. So, sky's the limit at this point. I don't see why not. <sighs> Excuse me, guys. Um. Anyway, uh, we got a fight from Terrence Crawford this weekend coming up. I uh, probably will watch it sometime later within the week because it's on a Saturday night. And anyone who watches wrestling, at least WWE, you know what is coming on Saturday night, which we will get to in a minute. Um, last but not least in, in the hot topics, uh, at least right now anyway, that I can think of, um, it's hard knocks is back this season. Uh, they're following the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which, uh, to me is one of the young teams that I think you all need to watch out for. Uh, Mike Evans is there. Uh, 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 Jameis Winston, uh, is Cuban. Um, they just got, uh, Deshaun Jackson who was burning people on the football field in practice. Um, so, which is just hilarious to see, like, just how fast he is and how he's just burning people. So, I think they're going to be a problem, man. Um, they're definitely going to be uh, something to watch this season. So, um, and I'm just enjoying uh, the first episode that I watched. Uh, I'm pretty sure the second episode is out. I'll watch that soon as well. But um, definitely enjoy Hard Knocks. It's definitely a great show, especially for football. Um, I heard that All or Nothing uh, for the for the Rams is out as well in um, the first episode episode they uh fired Jeff Fisher and you know no one in his 
staff made any movements or faces towards him telling her that, that he was leaving. So um, I'm uh, going to check that out as well. I uh, suggest you check that out as well if you like football. So, yeah. Um, big weekend uh, for the Matt Madness Podcast Network. Uh, a bunch of us were in Philly at the 2300 Arena, which is the OECW Arena. For uh, Icons of Wrestling and House of Hardcore, uh, we went to the last one, um, April 22nd, had a phenomenal time. This time, wasn't as many people in the building, um, at least not for Icons anyway, but we still um, had a phenomenal time, was able to hang out with each other and buy some figures and, you know, do whatever it is that you do at Icons of Wrestling. Uh, knock a few beers back. Some people were surprised that I was drinking beer. Uh, I'm surprised I was drinking beer because I do not drink beer. But um, just caught a lot of people off guard that uh that I I, I would knock a few back. So, but uh just just had a good time with the bros, man. Um, you know, shout out to everyone who was there. Six five, uh, Biggie, uh, Ron, Eck, uh, Ayla wasn't there, but shout out to him anyway. We uh we missed you there, buddy. Um, Prep Preptagon Junior, uh, Sean Walker, who I met for the first time, who was really cool. Uh, Gavin, who I met for the first time, was really cool. Who had the uh, had a uh, DX sucky jersey on, so you know I'm pretty sure that Alo would have probably tried to buy that off his back uh, if he saw that. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Was that it? I'm trying to. Th- anyway, if if I forgot somebody, please uh, don't be mad at me because um, I'm, I'm just blanking out right now. But anyway. Moving on, uh, Icons of Wrestling was really dope. Um, got to see Jr. Got to meet, uh, got to see and meet Jr. and uh, the King, which was really dope. Um, just you know, the greatest commentary team ever to me. I don't. You can debate it if you want to. I don't really care, but that's the greatest commentary team I've ever seen or witnessed. Um, also got to see my boy P.D. Williams, um, who uh, fought later that night um, on on the House of Hardcore card in the second match, returning back to wrestling. Um, looked very different. wasn't as pumped as I uh, as he used to be. Um, back in back in the day, a few years ago, but uh, still in great shape. Um, still, you know, had it in had uh had all his moves intact. Uh, which I uh, we'll talk about the card a little bit later. But um, just happy to really uh, see him and you know see that he was uh getting back into wrestling. Um. And, you know, we'll see what happens from that. There's a lot of opportunities out there these days. So we'll see what where he gets to from what he's doing right now on the indie circuit. Um, who else did I meet? Got to meet Mr. Kennedy. Um, got him to sign an old WWE magazine that I purchased for a dollar. Um, he was really cool. Uh, what else can you say? Mr. Kennedy was cool. He was a great guy, um, period. Uh, first person I met when I get in there is... Uh, Chavo Guerrero, who just turns around and says, hey, bro, how you doing? And just shook my hand. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, maybe he's just this nice of a guy. Not to say that he's a mean guy, but I'm just like, dang, that was really nice. Like, maybe he thinks I'm a wrestler, or maybe he's just that nice of a guy. Like, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. It was really dope to to meet Chavo, who, you know, is a great in his own right, and <clears throat> the nephew of one of my favorites, Eddie Guerrero. So that was just really dope for me. Um, but, uh... Shout out to Ron, because the first thing I notice when I get there and I see the Matt Madness table is that I have a Perfect Edge banner that was super dope. Um, super excited about that. Definitely popped for that. Marked out for it. Everything that you could think of, that's an excitement word in wrestling. Like, I was completely blown away by it. It was really dope. So, thanks, Ron, for that. <laughs> um, 
I'm trying to think who else did I meet there. Um, also got to meet Bobby Fish, um, who uh, did his last, uh, I guess, indie show um, before uh, completely, I guess, being done before WWE. Um, he was really cool, really dope. He was wearing sandals, though. I wasn't a big fan of, you know, the sandals, but, you know, whatever. Um, he uh, did a, he autographed a picture for me and took a picture with me. So uh, I'm, you know, happy about that and glad I was able to meet him. Uh, who else was there? Jeez Louise. Uh, there's a bunch of old guys that I didn't care to meet, to be honest. Um, the Blue Mania was there, but that's kind of a staple. Um, he was cool. I met him again, so that was dope. Uh, shout out to Roadkill for having excellent figures that he was selling that he sold at the past, too. Um, I don't even know if people go there to actually see him, see him, but he definitely has a great collection of figures that he sells. And it's a it's a guy that hangs in the corner. If you've been to Icons in Philly, there's a guy who's like in the back corner by the entrance who sells like a bunch of plaques and things like that. He has a great elite collection that he sells stuff to. Um, definitely above my price range of paying for these his elite characters. But uh, he has a great collection nonetheless. So shout out to you, guy, who you are I'll, I'll get your name next time but shout out to you you know who you are um trying to think of what oh got to meet uh rachel ellering uh paul ellering's daughter um who said she would be willing to be on the podcast so if you know rachel ellering how about you you know give her a little shoot her a little message say hey the perfect edge uh, wants to know what's going on if you'll be on the one episode of their show so uh yeah Help a brother out, help her bus out, and uh, getting her on the show. Uh, she was really cool, by the way. Um, so yeah, shout out to the guys at ECWA um, in Jersey. Uh, definitely showed me some love with uh, some of the figures I bought, and you know, remembering me from the last time of the figures I bought, and you know, just great some great guys over there, and just uh, wanted to shout them out. Um, I'm trying to think, man, it's, it was just so much going on that day, even though there wasn't a lot of people there. Uh, got to meet uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, my namesake, or I'm his name, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Uh, got to meet Ted DiBiase, uh, just a great, great dude. He signed uh, my book. I have his book um, that came out years ago, um, and just kind of being able to uh, talk it up with him a little bit, and uh, just just great to see him, man, and just see that he's you know alive and kicking and just doing what he does. So um, very happy to see him. Uh, seeing Tommy Dreamer again, who who put Matt Madness over for Ted DiBiase when I gave him one of our shirts, he went over to Ted and said, "Hey Ted, I'm you know I'm Donovan with the the Matt Madness Podcast Network, and I wanted to give you one of our shirts." And Tommy Dreamer just like, "Take the shirt, definitely take the shirt, take the shirt." So shout out to Tommy Dreamer. I, I purchased one of his shirts, um, which is really a really really dope shirt. So um, shout out to Tommy Dreamer and House of Hardcore. Um. I'm trying to think, man, who else did I meet? Just, uh, there's a lot of things going around that day. I'm trying to think who else I met, uh, who else I spent money with, but anyway, uh, I can't even think it off the top of my head, but, um, a lot of great figures out there. Uh, I was able to purchase, uh, I purchased the Dean Malenko with the, the light heavyweight title, uh, which is a really good figure, and uh, originally purchased a Bret Hart, um, thanks to uh, my friends uh, Six Five and 
couple other other guys they noticed that uh some of the packaging something in the packaging was missing so i was able to take it back and get something else and i ended up getting um an ultimate warrior figure now one thing i've noticed once i've gotten the ultimate warrior figure is that i this is the 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 fourth fourth purchase that i have of someone who is deceased um that i have the figure for so um no pun intended um for wrestling purposes but um i have a Last last time I bought a, a Chris Benoit figure, I bought uh, two Kurt Henning figures, and now I have a Ultimate Warrior figure. So I guess I have a trend going on where I'm gonna, you know, collect the figures of guys who are deceased now. Um, my thought process moving forward is as I have these guys, I'm guess gonna, you know, do the research and see who they who they've beaten for the titles that uh, of the figures that I have, and then get those people who they faced to sign off on the figures hopefully they're not deceased as well or you know i'll just have some figures that i can't get signed but anyway um trying to think oh shout out to Eck. i was able to help Eck out uh he had a a tna impact version of rob van dam and was able to find a WWE basic version of of the same rob van dam so you know i was glad to be able to help him out and you know purchase that form and now I have the TNA Impact Rob Van Dam which I'll probably give to a child who likes Rob Van Dam so uh because I, I don't really want it but anyway I was able to help somebody else out so uh trying to think before I move on what else uh from icons was a oh I, uh, I don't even want to shout this guy out but got into a little riff with uh MJF honestly I don't even know who he is um, didn't even know who he was, but, uh, he was dissing my artwork, so I had to approach him, uh, my man's Biggie, you know, sitting at the table, was having a little conversation with him, I don't really know what's going on, um, but, uh, he dissed the artwork on the shirt and said, yeah, I've seen better shirts, so I had to approach him, like, yo, I made that artwork, bro, like, what's good with you, like, he's like, oh, you made that artwork, and then, <clears throat> said something slick, I said something back, then, uh, I forgot, I think it's Alex Reynolds, I think that's, hangs with him or whatever, Pops up and he's like, "Hey, why you pro- why you uh, why you uh, approaching my man like that or whatever?" And I'm like, first of all, I'm bigger than both of you guys. Like, what did you what are you talking about? What do you want to do?" So, uh, you know, just a little back and forth with 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 MJF mostly, um, and you know, I had to shut that down real quick. He got very quiet after a while. Uh, Try to test my manhood a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and we'll, we'll get into what happened afterwards in the House of Hardcore when he was there and, you know, how I was able to get under the skin a little bit. So, but uh, not really shouts out to you guys. You guys are terrible. You're the worst in the world. And, you know, I hope that, you know, no one will come and get autographs from you ever at Icons of Wrestling ever again. So, um, moving on as far as I know. Uh, shout out to ex friends. I'm sorry, bro, that I forgot your name, but thank you for the awesome barbecue that you threw after icons that we were able to go and chill at. Mad Madness was in effect, barbecue style. Uh, just able to kick back some more drinks and just uh, able to chill. Shout, yo, now this is the thing that pissed me off about the barbecue that wasn't really about the barbecue. So me and six five, you know, we're going around, we're looking, you know, to get some some liqueur. Uh, 
some actual liquor, not beer, but some actual liquor because, you know, we wanted to have, you know, a few drinks and just chill. So we're, I guess, in Fishtown or what, I don't know whatever part of Philly we were in. I, I just assumed it was Fishtown, I guess. Um, so we're nearby Fishtown somewhere. And we're, we're going to like three stores, I, I believe. And all of them are like beer and wine, beer and wine, beer and wine. So we just come to the conclusion that, okay, this area has a thing against liqueur. And they only like beer and wine in this section. So we had to find that out the hard way and, you know, just be pissed that we couldn't actually have liqueur. So uh, <clears throat> once we leave uh, the uh, illustrious barbecue... Uh, which I've actually broken my veganism that day. So I had a plethora of hamburgers and hot dogs. And I don't even eat hot dogs like that anymore. So, um, But it, the food was great. And I could not stand not eating any of that great food. So I indulged. Anyway. Um, it was a, Where was I at? Okay, yeah. So um, anyway, when we get back to uh, 2300 Arena for House of Hardcore... Uh, immediately go and find some liqueur um, from the bar. And at that moment, I realized how I will never purchase liqueur outside of a liquor store ever again because it is simply a jip and a rob um, of my money. So I didn't realize this until that night that when you get a drink <clears throat> from the bar, you will not get the amount of liqueur that you think you are going to get. You will get a shot. Preferably two if that's what you pay for, which I paid for two shots. Now, I'm expecting, now I'm not expecting two shots. I'm expecting two cups of liquor and Sprite because that's what I drink. So, as the lady, she's she's uh, saying, oh, you want two shots? And I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. And I'm not really thinking that she's thinking actual shots. I'm just thinking like, you're going to give me two cups of liquor. So, as she goes over, she pours, you know, a good bit in the cup and she pours a Sprite in, and I'm like, and she's like, here you go. And I'm like, wait a minute. What is this? I'm like, where's my other drink? And she's like, what? There's two shots in this. I'm like, there's two shots in this? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. Now I get it. And I'm like, all right. So I pay for it, and I'm just like, this is such a robbery. This is such a jip. Now I see why people who go to clubs and things like that will get drunk beforehand because going to the bar is a jip. It is the biggest jip in the world because jip is the only word that can come to my mind right now. But it is such a ripoff and I will never pay for liquor at a bar again. So, or at least not there anyway. Um, but anyways, um, moving on to House of Hardcore. Uh Pretty pretty good card. Um, little lackluster according to the last House of Hardcore that we went to, but uh, definitely still delivered. Definitely you know happy that I, I purchased a ticket to go. Um, trying to remember some of the things that I actually remember from it, not because I was drunk, just because uh, it was last week, so I forgot by this point some of the things. Uh, only thing I can really remember, I remember one of the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, who are old, um, one of the guys in the Rock and Roll Express doing a Hurricanrana, pretty flawlessly, pretty good, uh, especially for a guy his age, it was super, well, not even for a guy his age, it was just a really good Hurricanrana, and it caught a lot of people off guard, and people marked out for it, um, also, I was able to catch, uh, the Sandman pouring some beer down Ron's throat, um, so, 
if you uh, go to Twitter and find me on Twitter at HeyArte, you can see the video of Ron getting a uh, beer chucked down his throat. Pause. Um, so, uh, what else do I remember from House of Horrorcore that I really like? Oh, I was able to get under MJF's skin once he came out. Uh, I was able to start a little riot about his wrinkly suit that he wore in, during the match um, as a manager for Alex Reynolds. Um, he wore a very, very wrinkled suit. Um, it clearly was like, like, like pushed into his suitcase. Like he did not uh, go anywhere near an iron that day or beforehand to iron his suit, and it was very, very wrinkled. And I was able to start uh, a bunch of. Uh, uh, hyster- uh, whatever. I was able to start a bunch of ranting and raving about his suit, which guys joined in with me about ironing his suit, and we were able to get under his skin a lot. And eventually, he started to ignore us because we were getting so much under his skin. So, uh, I definitely see that as a victory, and I'm gonna take that for the win. Uh, trying to th- was he? Oh, Alex Reynolds. Was in a match with uh with Bobby Fish and Petey Williams and some young upstart who was really really dope. Who oh, I can't think of his name right now, but um, Petey Williams walking away with the win, so I definitely was happy about that. Uh, Bobby Fish said some words afterwards which I do not remember, but I'm thankful that he said it. Cool. Um, Tommy Dreamer, uh, bringing Joey Mercury or Matthews out. Who's Joey Mercury? Um, and Joey Mercury turning heel and attacking him, which I don't know exactly what that's going to lead to. But we got to see a bloody Tommy Dreamer, which was amazing um, in some sense. So that was really cool, I'd say. Um, just being able to see a bloody Tommy Dreamer in the flesh. And I bought a shirt where it has blood trickling from Tommy Dreamer's face. So, you know, I actually should have got him to sign. Dang, I didn't think about it. I should have got Tommy to sign that shirt. Anyway. No big deal. Um, he'll he'll be at the next one, God willing. So we'll probably get him signed then. But um, what else? What else was on the card that was really really dope? I'm trying to remember who else was on the card. Anyway, um, oh, <laughs> pretty dope moment. Uh. Being able to, uh, everyone in unison and Matt Man is flipping the bird to MVP when he came out totally off guard by. He's going, you know, around slapping fans' hand and he comes around to the Matt Madness corner and he just is berated with a bunch of middle fingers, um, for, for blowing off, uh, Ron Pashery earlier during the day when he was trying to, you know, I forgot what he was trying to do, but, you know, you don't blow off Matt Madness. We're too deep, and you you think you're going to come out to your match afterwards and you're not going to catch heat from us? Uh-uh. Not going to happen, bro. So uh, that was pretty dope to to have that moment. And uh, just I, I really want to watch uh, the show back and, and see that part where that happens and just, you know, see him immersed in middle fingers in this corner of uh, the, the entrance section. So, um. But, yeah, MVP, uh, apparently the, the beef was squashed and, you know, everything was talked over, so we had to let it go afterwards. But, you know, you know, don't don't come from Matt Madness, man. We're nice guys. You know, we're, we're, we're true fans, and, you know, we don't want to have to do that to you. But if, you know, you, you give us a hard time, we're going to give you a hard time. Shout out to Six Five. He's legendary that night, getting uh, tons of heat from, from a lot of the wrestlers and especially MVP. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 
Shout out to Six Five. That's my boy. All right. So um, and the last match that at least that I can remember anyways that I want to talk about is Jeff Cobb, who is Mantanza on uh, Lucha Underground, and Jeff, uh, I said Jeff, jeez Louise, um, and uh, Sammy Callahan, who has made me a fan, especially from this match and the match that he had at the last House of Hardcore against my favorite Pentagon Jr. Um, this guy goes in, like he is, he's so dope, like he, he his gimmick is over, um, and he's just really, really dope wrestler. He puts on great matches, uh, gives us a great bit of hardcore stuff, and at the same time does some great stuff in the ring. Uh, him and Jeff Cobb put on a great match. Uh, it was just super, super amazing, utilizing the chairs, utilizing the table. And um, Jeff Cobb with just multiple uh, switch suplexes, just tossing Callahan around and then, you know, doing suplexes afterwards. Like, it, just, it was just so dope and so amazing. So, another great uh, uh, main event from House of Hardcore that Callahan was in and that uh, just was a really, really dope match um, to see. So, um, moving on, uh, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Raw was what Raw is for the most part. Uh, I like the Nia Jackson and Sasha Banks match. That was dope, but, you know, it's Sasha Banks. So, you know, what else can you say, but course is going to be a great match because she just that's what she does she puts on great matches um even in spite of when they try to give her terrible things to work with she puts on great matches so um actually i, I didn't think that they were going to let her win because obviously the trend is in your hometown you don't win in wwe so i really thought that Nia was going to uh win the match which i don't think i would have been too mad about but i'm happy that sasha won she should have won in the first place, in my opinion, and I hope that she gets the title because why not, uh, you know, and I don't, even with that, I don't mind them doing a Bliss and Sasha rivalry, rivalry as long as Sasha holds the title for a longer period of time than she has in the past, so. Um, what else was good on Raw? Oh, they did pretty much the same thing that they always do with Brock and other people who are big, which is they bring a bunch of people out to hold them back from hurting each other. But um, I'm sorry, but the the greatest part of or greatest segment of them doing that is still Brock and Undertaker in the back, uh, just can't keep just you know trying to get to each other and people breaking them apart and you know Brock yelling at people don't touch me and yelling at Taker you know I'm gonna kill you and Taker saying you're gonna have to. And then Brock telling people, don't touch me, don't touch me. And the security guards continuously trying to touch Brock and, you know, him just getting pissed off more and more, but eventually leaving. That's the best segment between Brock and someone else who's big and them trying to keep them apart. Um, but they continuously continue to do it every time Brock is in a big feud with someone big. So, I mean, I guess that's the thing for Brock. Um, we'll talk about uh, the other things revolving Brock in that match. Later in the predictions. Um, uh, Raw. I'm trying to think what else I really even cared about on Raw because there's not much that I care about on Raw. Oh, how could I forget? Uh, the the Mini Shield reunion. Uh, 
they were, you know, they were going back and forth about it for a minute in the beginning. But I mean, it's obviously eventually they were they were going to get to it because SummerSlam is this weekend. So um, just glad that uh, they were able to you know get around it and get to that point where they you know did the fist bump and it was a moment. It was a good moment. Um, I don't know how long it's gonna last. I don't know how or if they're gonna implement Roman Reigns into the fold, which I don't think they will, not now, because I don't see who they who's worthy of them coming back together to fight against. So as far as a full show reunion, I still don't see that, at least not right now anyway in the near future. Um my personal opinion, I think whenever they decide to pull sanity up, hopefully they pull them up to Raw. They're running the muck a little bit. And it forces the shield to come back together, and then they'll face them. So that's just my little idea, or my ten, my two cents towards when I think the shield should get back together. Um. Other than that, yeah, I don't find anything really eventful about Raw. Uh, honestly, uh, it's just I don't watch anything Hardy Boys related right now because it's just not interesting. I don't watch anything really tag and. Related, honestly, besides that chill moment that was really interesting. Um, hopefully that the, uh, Dean and Seth win the titles. They need something right now because they kind of got into the mid-card somewhere. And they really need something. So I hope that they win the titles and that they'll be tag champs. <clears throat> um, SmackDown was pretty dope, for the uh, as it usually is. They, they they take their lemons and they just make lots and lots of lemonade out of it. Um, a couple things. Big E using the Ha Ha Davis reference. This finna be a breeze. So if you if you're not on Black Twitter or Black Instagram, whatever, there's a guy named Ha Ha Davis who has a, a skit channel or whatever where he always says the, the term, oh, I'm about to do this, this finna be a breeze, and then things completely go wrong afterwards, or they go unexpected than what he expects, so that's what Big E was referring to when he said that in that segment, um, for those of you who do not know, um, Baron Corbin's failed cash-in was hilarious, um, and I find it hilarious because, I don't see why he went in in the first place because I didn't see him doing anything with it in the first place, which he didn't. So him losing it, uh, one, it was really a waste, but it was also kind of funny because it was just like, all right, now it's off of him now. There's nothing. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it was used pretty much to to fuel the feud between him and Cena, but I just feel like it was, it all, it, it really made that match for that briefcase worthless at the end of the day, and it made it a joke. Because it was, it was a failed cash in, and it was a stupid way to cash in at that. So I don't know. I just they they definitely threw in the towel with with that whole situation with Baron Corbin having the money in the bank. They could have done better, but WWE logic. So <laughs> what else do you expect? Um. Uh, I want to talk about AJ Styles and 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 Shane and KO and that little segment there. The one thing I have to say about it, one, it's obviously a great segment. Just it is what it is. Um, but the fact that sh- that AJ is standing in front of Shane while KO's behind him, and KO goes to strike Shane, and AJ Styles isn't even looking at Kevin Owens, and and just at the right nick of time moves out the way. AJ Styles is just phenomenal. Like 
he's not even looking at the guy when he's about to strike, and he just knows at the right moment in time when to move. It was just so amazing, like, to see, like, and it's something small, but it's just like, dang, like, this guy, like, he's amazing. He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. And I just thought that was just such a dope moment in that segment. Um, well, I can't really think of anything else on SmackDown I want to talk about. Oh, uh, John Cena wore a blue karate belt um, in his match. So I thought that was funny that he's wearing a blue karate belt. So out here showing that he's, you know, working on the strikes, I guess. Super Cena. Anyways, um, moving on, gonna get into some of the predictions for this weekend stuff in wrestling. Uh, shout out to uh, FCA uh, False Count Anywhere podcast. Uh, Russ and Derek who will be in the building at NXT Brooklyn Three. Uh, wish I could go with you guys, but I have a girlfriend and she let me go out last weekend to Icons and House of Hardcore, so I have to spend time with her. It's, I'm not, if you're listening, babe, I'm not dissing you that I really want to spend time with you. So please uh, don't take that the wrong way. Love you. Anyways, um, so going to do some predictions for that NXT Brooklyn 3. Honestly, I have to be honest, guys. I have not been keeping up with NXT this summer. Um, I, I really feel bad about it because I know a bunch of people have debuted and I know so many great things are going on. So I will definitely watch ep- past episodes and catch up. But um. For the most part, the matches that I've seen that are on the card, I'm not surprised with at all. I'm actually happy that they've gotten to these matches for the most part. The only one that is kind of different that I was hoping to see held off until this person came back is Gargano. Uh, definitely want to see Gargano versus uh, Ciampa, but uh, I guess he's still hurt or whatever. So we got Gargano versus Almas, which I think is still going to be a great match. Gargano's great. I personally think uh, seeing Almas is great. Um, I feel like they're holding his character back with the antics that they were doing with him uh, when I last watched anyway. Um, but um, I think the guy can definitely go if they let him go and do his thing. Um, it's obviously going to be a great match. Um, I'm expecting Gargano to take a beating for most of the part and somehow to win. Um, so my, cho- my, 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 cho- my pick for that is Gargano winning. Um, next we have uh, Alistair Black versus Hideo Itami. I personally do not care anything about Hideo Itami um, at all. So I'm definitely going with Aleister Black on this one. He's just super dope, and I like his his character. Um, and it's nothing I don't like. You know, it's nothing personal against Itami. I just don't like Itami. I just don't care for him um, at all. So going with Aleister Black on that one. Uh, we got AOP versus Sanity for the uh, tag titles. Um... I am not sure if I see AOP losing the titles. Um, I just, I, I don't see it. Um, unless uh, we got Sanity doing, you know, some dirty tactics, then it, it would make sense for them to lose a title somehow, which um, I think is possible. So I'm, I, my choice for this match is I'm going to go with um, Sanity to win. Um, due to it, some sort of dirty tactic. Um, yeah, I think that's gonna happen, and I would like to see some some gold with them and see how they kind of savagely run with it. And I feel like that would be a good start them getting the tag titles, and then you know moving on up to get the women's title and then the NXT title. So yeah, I would like to see the dominance of Sanity start 
uh, at this takeover. <clears throat> um, then we have Oscar versus Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Championship. Obviously, the pick is Ember Moon here. Um, I would like at this point it's been prolonged for you know them to really get down and gritty for the title. So I, I think it's time that Ember Moon takes the title off Oscar and Oscar starts her process of going to the main roster. Um, just because she's already been doing house shows with them and stuff like that. It's just it's just time, man. Like, I mean, if not now, then definitely, like, by Mania or before Mania or whatever around Mania. But um, I think it's time. Like, it's... it's or, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, they may do her like they did Sasha. Like, you know, kind of weed her out slowly. But, um, I mean, whether she stays there or she goes, I mean, I'm good either way. But I definitely want to see Ember take the title off of her. And um, I just think it's time. Like it's it's been building for a long time now, and I just feel like it's it's time to culminate that. Um, lastly, we have Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre, and I want to see Drew McIntyre win the title, just because I feel like I like Bobby Roode with the title, but I feel like Bobby Roode is I don't know. I want to say he's kind of generic in a sense. Like, he's flashy because of the robe and entrance and things like that, but his moveset doesn't really amaze you. Um, and I just feel like it's time, like, you can move him up, like, at this point. I feel like you can move him up and involve him on SmackDown or something like that. I don't know. I feel like he should go to SmackDown, honestly. Um, but I just feel like he doesn't have the moveset that amazes you. And I just feel like Drew McIntyre does. And I feel like he will carry the title well. And I just think that title is going to look good on Drew McIntyre. Honestly, like, I think it's going to look great on him. And I just think that he'll be a dope champion to uh, have with the title. So that's my uh, choice for that. Um, those are my picks for NXT Brooklyn 3. So I'm pretty sure Matt Madness will have multiple group texts going around and marking out for different things that we see there. And we'll be watching live. Uh, next up, SummerSlam. SummerSlam, as uh, Finn Balor will say. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in SummerSlam, man. Uh, not, uh, let me look down the card real quick so I can say this. with. All right, there's, there's some things I don't care about really on the card, but there's a lot of things that I do care about on the card, so let's dive right into it. Uh, we have John Cena versus Baron Corbin. I pretty much don't care about this simply because it it doesn't really mean anything to me um at all it's just a match um to me this you could literally put this on smackdown like that's just how much i don't care about this match and how much it doesn't really mean anything to me but um as far as choices who to pick out of that match i'm going with cena um just because, I mean, he, I, I don't know. Let me think about that because Cena definitely doesn't mind at this point in his career putting people over. So it could make sense for him to put Corbin over, but I don't see why to put Corbin over. You just had him lose the money in the bank. So that kind of brings him down a bit to me, at least anyway. But I guess, I mean, it, he could put Corbin over, and then he goes into the thing with Shinsuke afterwards, but I don't think WWE is thinking that far, so I just feel like Cena's probably going to win this just because. 
Uh, next we got Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Um, Balor versus uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, this is honestly another match that I don't really care about. Um, honestly, um, I feel like they're not using Finn to his full potential. I'm expecting, I'm hoping to see the demon, uh, Finn. Um, but you know, we'll see what we get, uh, Sunday night. I'm expecting Finn to win this match. Um, even though I do not care about it, I'm just going to choose Finn to win this match because that's who I think is going to win the match. Um, we have the Big Show versus Big Cass and the uh, yet again used Shark Cage uh, gimmick match. I don't care about this either. Um, it's it's really stupid at this point. And I forgot where I heard this at. If it's somebody on Matt Madness, then I give you the credit. I just can't think of who said it at the time. But if this is a match that will pull a okey-doke on Big Show and it turns out that Cass and Enzo actually are in cahoots and they're turning heel together. I think that would be really dope. Um, but WWE, WWE uh, is not going to give us that. I don't believe so. Uh, as far as this match goes, I think that I feel like Big Show is going to put Cass over, so I'm going to go with Cass on this um, but I mean, I don't know, like this, that's another shaky one, even I don't care, it's just like, uh, I don't know, I feel like Cass has took quite a few punches the last couple of weeks from Big Show, and he's sold the crap out of him, even though I know a lot of people have not probably been watching it, he's definitely been selling the crap out of the big, uh, the, the, the punch that Big Show does, um, so my choice on that, I'm going with Cass for the win. And I just hope that Enzo's head doesn't hit any surface um, during that match of any sort. Moving on, we got the New Day versus the uh, the Usos, the Trap Usos, the Sue Usos, as some people have called them on different podcasts. Um, and I, I'm a fan of the New Day, honestly. I'm not a huge fan like I was when they were popping, but um, I still like them. I like them together, personally. Um and they're another group that I felt should have had uh, tag dominance. Even back when they had the promo where they were saying they were going to get the tag titles, they were going to get the Intercontinental title, they were somehow going to get the women's title, um, and they were going to get all the gold. I felt like that was something that they should have really embarked on. They sh the WWE should have really embarked on them trying to get all the gold and just made that uh, a thing in their heel run. But whatever, it didn't happen. So um, I want the Usos to grab the titles um, in this match. I'm choosing the Usos um, just to keep the rivalry going. I don't see why to stop it. It's a good rivalry. It's 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 entertaining to me anyways. Um, and it gives them both something to do. So I'm going with the Usos to take the title and to keep things going. Uh, we have a, another match that I halfway don't care about. Um, Rusev versus Randy Orton. And the half that I don't care about is obviously Randy Orton. Um, uh, he He's boring to me. He's not doing anything great to me. Um, and it's not even because I have a bias to dislike him. I just don't think he's doing anything great right now, honestly. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm choosing Rusev because I like Rusev. I'm a fan of Rusev, and 
I just want him to win and beat up Randy Orton. So, and putting him in accolade. Because uh, Randy deserves it. Moving on. Uh, we have uh, AJ Styles versus KO. Uh, with Shane McMahon is a, a special referee for the United States title. Um, I, this is... Now, anybody who knows me knows that KO and AJ Styles are my two favorite wrestlers, WWE-wise. Um, so, whoever wins this match, I don't really care. Um... I just feel like it's going to be the... Let me look at the card one more time. Oh, well, I feel like this is, this may steal the show, if not be the second match, second best match on the card. Um, and that all depends on what happens in the main event. But um, I definitely feel like this is going to be, if not the best match, the second best match of the night. Um, I just want WWE take the cuffs off these guys, man. Let them do all their indie moves. Let them do their stuff. Let them get everything off and just put on a great match. Um, I've been saying this for the last couple matches that they've done. Please, WWE, please, 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 please let them go and do what they do. All right. Um, they they both are great. They both have great movesets outside of what we've seen in the WWE. Let them show their full repertoire and put on a great match. And then, you know, you implement, implement Shane however you implement him. Um, but <clears throat> I just want them to really let them do their thing. Uh, being that this is a prediction, I have to choose someone, so I'm going to choose, uh, dang, I'm going to choose, man, this is tough, I'm going to go with, Oh, dang, this is really tough. I'm going to go with KO uh, for the win. Just because I would like to see this con- this thing continue. Um, it's probably the best match up that they have on SmackDown right now. And I wouldn't mind them continuing and it continuing on to something else. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm picking Kevin on to take the title when they can continue to go back and forth with it as far as I'm concerned, me personally. Uh, we have Neville versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, the Titus brand is over right now. The Titus brand is popping right now. And um, I think it's cool that Kara uh, uh, Tozawa won the title um, beforehand. But it just pretty much gives me the assumption that he's going to lose it at SummerSlam. And it's going to go back to Neville. Um, if he keeps it, cool. Um, if he doesn't, cool. I wasn't really expecting much from it, to to be totally honest. So, um but I think Neville's going to take the title back. And I feel like it's going to start a little feud between those two. It's a lot of things on here that I, ju- like, that I think is just going to continue on feud- feuding um, afterwards. But um, I'm choosing Neville for the win. And there I'll go back and forth with the title for a little bit. Um, we have Alexis Bliss versus Sasha Banks. We obviously know my choice here is Sasha Banks for the win. Nothing against Alexa Bliss. She is my third favorite female wrestler on the roster. Um, but I want to see Sasha with Sasha, sorry, with the title again, um, around her waist. And I want to see her have it for a longer period of time. And I want it to, and I don't care that people are saying, oh, I don't want to see it or, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I want that her winning the title to be the start to her and Bailey and their feud, um, personally. So, um, that's why I want her to win it, and I also want her to win it because I want her to win it. 
So we have Naomi versus Natalia. Kinda don't really care about this match to be honest. I I know I know I'm sorry, but I don't really care about it. Um, I wouldn't mind Natalia winning the title. I feel like Natalia deserves the title. Um, so that'll be my choice for that. Um, I just I just really I, if I had to choose, well I, I am going to choose, but I'm choosing Natalia with to win the title because I feel like she deserves it. Um. Don't know exactly moving forward how she's going to carry it or what she's going to do with it, being her heel role. Because I feel like everyone knows Natty is super nice. So her being a heel right now is just, it's more comical than it is believable to me. Um, But I definitely wouldn't mind seeing her with the title right now, her having the title. So I'm choosing Natalia. Uh, We have the the modern day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal versus... uh, the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura. I know WWE doesn't want us to say that, but who cares? Um, I am choosing Shinsuke to take the title off of Jinder. Um, I think Jinder had a good run this summer. Um, but I feel like even though he has the title, they're not really giving him much to run with, especially promo-wise. Even though, yo, the, the, the celebration was lit. Uh, I like the celebration, the, you know, the 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 beating on the drum and, you know, the dancing. It was dope. I like that. I really want that for my next birthday party. I want a Punjabi birthday party with people dancing and, you know, it was lit. However, they can keep the lady who was singing the national anthem. That was kind of, you know, no disrespect, but I've heard better. So, um, yeah, but definitely want that for for a birthday party. That was late. Um, but I feel like they haven't given him much to really run with. Um, and I feel like Shinsuke is going to take the title off of him. And he's going to go into something with uh, Baron Corbin. I feel like Jinder is going to slowly but surely go back into uh, what he was doing beforehand. Excuse me. Um, so... Yeah, um, I just feel like that's what's, what's going to happen. If gender keeps it, I would be super surprised. I definitely would be happy. But um, if Shinsuke takes it, I won't be really mad at that either. And I will be willing to see what happens um, afterwards. Um, lastly, we have the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, uh, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. Um Dang, what a stacked match that is. Um, the my choice is gonna be Joe. Um, if I had to have a dark horse, I'm gonna say Braun. Those are the two people who I most would want to see walk out with the title. Um, but I'm choosing Joe. Um, I think Joe has succeeded all expectations, even the ones that weren't even there. He's been, he's really been the one putting everything over for this match and the last one with that he had with Brock. And I just feel like he's he's he he deserves it. Like he really deserves the title at this point. He's done great things promo wise and wrestling wise. And I just feel like the title should go to Joe. Um, if not, then I feel like it should go to Braun because he's probably been one uh, B on Raw that's been the the most watchable thing or the most interesting thing to watch on Raw. Um so yeah, those uh those are my two as far as choice and dark horse. Um but I definitely want to see Joe walk away. I definitely want to see I either want to see John Jones um there or I want to see Cyborg there. 
as far as MMA wise. Uh, one of those two, I would like to see there. Um, I would like to see John Jones there antagonizing Brock in some form or fashion. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to see him intervene in the match exactly, but I do want to see him in the front row and just you know saying things to Brock and Brock kind of uh, you know adhering to it a little bit. So. Um, Definitely want to see Cyborg there. I don't, I don't, them doing anything with her and Becky Lynch, if they'll do that for SummerSlam, I feel like that was too quick. So if anything, build that up or have that kind of started now and then build it up for WrestleMania. Um, even though I know Cyborg isn't a huge star, but it, it'd be, it'll be dope. And I feel like you'll get her involved quicker than you'll get Ronda Rousey involved at this point if that's not going to be a thing or happen. So. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, my SummerSlam predictions, and last but not least, we have Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, uh, the fight is coming up week after this one, so next weekend, sorry, guys, um, next weekend, and, uh, I mean, we've, we've pretty much covered this thing in multitude of different ways the past I don't know, three episodes. And my decision is pretty much the same. I feel like Floyd's going to win in typical Floyd fashion. I feel like they're going to put on a pretty decent fight, though. Um, And, yeah, that's just pretty much what I think of it. Um, However, they've been doing all, I think, the all-access on Showtime. I've only seen the one episode so far. I'm going to try to catch up and see if the other ones are out. Um, but even that, I feel like all access is really the intriguing part of this fight at this point. Um, just to see how they're kind of similar as far as, you know, <clears throat> not obviously not financially, they're not similar, but as far as their tastes and things like that is, is, is extremely similar and they kind of mirror each other in, in different ways. Um, so I thought that that's probably the most intriguing thing right now. And also, uh, Gervonta Davis is on the card, uh, which I'm going to be excited to see him fight. Um. So that's really that's really more so the intriguing part for me. I really want to see uh, Javante Davis fight, um, <clears throat> who is on the, um, I believe the fight before the main event on that card. So I'm really really excited to see uh, him fight. Um, last but not least, uh, some uh, Bullet Club uh, news. Not really news, but just kind of uh, they have a thing on YouTube called Being the Elite. Um, mainly, mainly revolving around the Bucks and Kenny Omega, but definitely involving all of the Bullet Club. And they put out episode 66 this past week, or this week, and I found it super entertaining, uh, mainly because Cody Rhodes... Um, so there's a thing that, you know, the Bullet Club and the Revival had, and Cody Rhodes had a, had a shtick that was uh, after Revival. So apparently, uh, in the previous episode... They had a call from a WWE stooge who told them that they can't say F the Revival anymore. So in this episode, Cody's kind of, you know, kind of off in the corner in a, in, a, in a room and he's, you know, kind of sad. And Hangman Page is, you know, trying to get him to get him to come up with another slogan to kind of go against the Revival. And, you know, Cody just like, you know, no. And then he flips out. He's just like, you know, no, they, they you know. 
the the bit is after revival. This is the bit. The bit is after revival. He's like, I want to sleep one day, have a full name, Cody Rose. Wake up one day, nope, just Cody. They took my name. Like he just like goes off, and I just found it super hilarious. So if you um if you get a chance, go on YouTube and type in "Being the Elite" episode sixty six, and around the three minute mark, Cody Rhodes loses it, and he has a hysterical uh, uh rant about uh the WWE Stooges uh taking his name and uh taking his uh bit for after revival, um so, but uh other than that, please 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 uh go and check out my my mixtape Arte Mania two. On SoundCloud, you can go on SoundCloud and search Don Arte and go to Arte Mania 2 and listen to it. And, you know, hit me up on uh, Instagram or Twitter at Hey Arte, H-E-Y-A-R-T-E, and let me know what you think about it. Um, let me know what you think about this episode. Um, and also, go and check out the Matt Madness main show, uh, which episode just came out a few days ago, uh, depending on when you hear this. Um, and they have their uh, predictions for uh, the upcoming weekend shows as well. Also, listen to my boys over at Fall Count Anywhere. Um, they're doing such a, a great and phenomenal job with the stuff that they're doing. They're getting mad guests on their show. And go make sure you check out their hot tags and things of that nature. Make sure you check out uh, Unsanctioned. Uh, I don't know if there's a new one, but the last one I listened to was with uh, Elite Collector uh, Jay Vargas. Super, super dope episode. Really, really enjoyed the prep. The guy Jr. did a great job um, hosting that episode, so shout out to those guys. And uh, the next uh, throwback madness, uh, I, I I went out and I uh, got the choice for that. So we'll see Fall Brawl '97 or '8. I forgot which one off the top of my head, but we're going to get into a little WCW Fall Brawl in September. You know what I mean? So um, even though I kind of regretted the choice afterwards in typical Hill fashion, I'm going to take it and run with it. <laughs> That's the choice, and we're going to have to watch it. So deal with it. Um, other than that, it's uh, been a pretty long episode. Uh, made it through another one, solo dolo. Um, hopefully we'll get uh, Eric Ectufly, Trimbicky. We've been trying to get him on the past couple episodes. We've been having technical difficulties with that. So hopefully on the next episode that you hear, we will have him with us. Um, and yeah, man. So let's just try to make it through this this uh, big wrestling weekend, and hope that all goes well. And you know, yeah. So, and Bischoff, if you cut off the cameras, I'll be here naked when you come back. Top guy, out. This is bigger than me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. Give me a space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care if they whip or they against. We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you went green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle, but has a twist. Just to hit one for a real one left lane deals for a real one and they know the fake from the real ones you hear that guitar riff they switch up the stance quick they think we want hollywood you can't understand it you see who i stand with my team is outstanding we came with a plan but see your plans with you handed you hear that guitar riff they switch up the stance quick they think we want hollywood you can't understand it you see who i stand with my team is outstanding we came with a plan but See your plans with you handed.